0: So good to see everyone on this uh, long weekend this, mo- uh, this morning. Uh, it's so good that you've also remembered to put your clocks forward. I was going to say back, forward. That's so good. So you're all on time at ten o'clock. We'll see all who didn't do that. They'll come in a bit later towards the end of the service. But we'll give them a crunchy bar anyway. Uh, it is so good to have you with us today. If you're here for the very first time, a uh, real privilege and an honour to have you with us. Uh, uh, my name is Darren with Denise. We're the lead pastors here, and it's such a privilege to have you with us, everybody. Church family. Can we give all our guests a big round of applause today? So good to have you with us. Here here at Elam, we're a church that that celebrates people and celebrates our God. And and you'll see today, uh, if you're here for the first time, uh, even on on our team up here, we've got an amazing worship team and a creative team. and And if you 're carrying a gift, if you 're a, a vocalist, maybe you 're into tech or sound or or you 're a musician, we would love you to to be a part of our team there. You can sign a, a connect card afterwards because because here 's thing you don 't have to be a professional uh, to be uh, to be uh, involved in, a, in our church you I can see some smiles going on around the places, so I think maybe there are some musicians around the place or sing it 's great why don't you fill out a connect card? We would love to be able to connect you into the life of our church. Because here's the thing, Uh, we're a church that that celebrates people and their gifts and their talents. And and you'll notice uh, around our church here today that that we we actively pursue that because we've got some great family. You'll see Lucas wandering around. Lucas has got a carer with him. He's such a great guy. Uh, And we love Lucas. And and you'll see people on our stage and all around. uh, Because here's the thing, Uh, we're all on a journey and we have an a great expression of worship in our hearts today. So, so can I say uh, that we're a church that loves to worship, we love to do life together, so we'd love you to be a part of that dream team. That would be so, so good. Well, we're going to get straight into it today. Um, today um, my message is a little bit different to what we'd normally do. Uh, as you'll be aware, we're doing a series on called Alignment, uh, which is from the book of Colossians, just four chapters in Colossians, and. And, and the context or the story of that is that Paul is writing to a church. So he's writing to like us, to to believers or Christians, and, uh, and and he's got some tools for living, some some guidance, some wisdom, some some even some correction on what it is to live our lives well for God today. And can I say, maybe maybe this is your first time in church today, and it's awesome to have you with us today. There's going to be some gems in, in here as well, and uh, that, that for each one of us on how we can live our lives. So, so good to have you with us today as well. Why don't we pray? Why don't we pray this morning? Father, Lord, we welcome you here in this place. Father, we thank you that you love us, oh God, each and every one of us. And, and today, Lord, I pray as we open your word, oh God, the Word of God that is living and breathing and active. Father, I pray, would, would the power of your Word speak to us today, that, Lord Jesus, your Word would come alive to us, that, that we would see it, that we would hear it, Father God, that we would know your Holy Spirit speaking to us through your Word. So, Father, today, Lord, as, a, as, a, as we read Scripture, Lord, let your words speak to every heart, I pray. Lord, we give you all the glory. We pray, would you bless our kids, Father, having Super Sunday today. Give them amazing time and let them be a little bit louder today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Will you wait for the noise? If you hear kids yelling and screaming, it's actually good yelling and screaming, all right? It's okay. They're having a really, really good time. Uh, So we're going to unpack a passage of 17 verses today. We're going to go fairly quickly. Uh, So if you've got your your phone out, why don't you take some notes? If you've got a pen or a paper, why don't you take some notes? I I believe that there's some incredible tools for living here. It's like a handbook for us to live in. And and Paul is really writing to this, this church in Colossae. Uh, and and he's, as a quick recap, this is what he's, he's doing here. He's, uh, Paul contrasted the philosophies of the day uh, with the truth of God's work. So he's speaking to the church here, and, and, and he's talking about the, the truth of the Word of God, even though their world is maybe saying something different. He teaches them also how to go beyond just developing this philosophy of life, which focuses on their humanity, uh, to developing a theology which focuses on God, and, and this passage that we're going to look at today is, is where the Apostle Paul outlines uh, how we should live now as believers and as Christians. It, it's like a handbook for living today. Next year, uh, Denise and myself are going to be grandparents. We are so excited about being grandparents. I know you're saying that, how can you be a grandparent at 20? Well, I am going to be at 20, a grandparent's. <laughs> Uh, and, and we're so excited about that, but, it, but it's kind of brought back memories for me of, of having our own babies, especially our first one, because, because I, I discovered that there is no specific handbook to being a parent. There's lots of books, but there's no handbook that says, do this, do that, don't do this, and look out, dads, so you've got to be aware of what's going on if you're on duty, uh, and, and that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned about being aware when you're on dad duty. And, and this one time, I can remember, um, Bailey was about three, uh, and, and Taylor was about one, and she was in one of those little push chairs, you know, she was all strapped in there. And we were at my brother's house, and I was on dad duty, and I was looking after them very carefully and closely, I might say. Uh, and, and, and Taylor was, uh, Bailey was pushing, this 3 year was pushing the push chair, and at my brother's house, we had, he had a really steep driveway. <sighs> And uh, it was really, really steep. And, and, and they, were, they were outside, and I was watching very carefully and very intently. I was very focused on them, but Bailey let go of their push tier. Did I mention about a steep driveway? <laughs> it was so steep that I couldn't catch up to the pram as it sailed off down the driveway uh, and picking up speed in quite a great rate of knots. Uh, and one thing I learned, God always... Has another plan. There was a great fence right at the bottom of the driveway that, that seemed to resolve this issue because the pram crashed into the fence, tipped upside down, and this little kid is hanging upside down. No injuries, no scratches, no nothing, I might say. I was just on dad duty, uh, but there was no handbook to say uh, to how I could catch up to this and what I could do there. But the, this little one year old was upside down in her stroller uh, and kind of giggling and laughing. Oh, praise God for the fence there was no handbook that said dads don't let your three-year-old push the pram or look after it and, and, and dads sometimes we can be a little bit oblivious to things that going on but but I discovered that there is no specific parenting handbook and, 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 and but there is I discovered a handbook for living life Praise God for this handbook. And this handbook is found in the Word of God. And we're going to unpack a specific section of this handbook today from Colossians because because it's a book or a passage that will help us to live our lives empowered uh, and and better. Uh, Wherever you are on your faith journey, this passage is a great reminder. And and if you're here today and you'd say, Well, Daryl, I'm I'm still checking out this Christian thing, what it is to, to know Jesus or, or what is all about faith that you're just looking. at. I'm, I'm so glad you're here today and you're on that journey. It's, it's a privilege to have you with us and, and let's go on that journey together with you today. Uh, now some themes of this passage that we're going to look from Colossians chapter 3. We're going to read lots of scripture. Uh, we're going we're gonna to see words and themes like dying to self. And being raised with Christ. We're going to see themes like old self and new self. And we're going to see themes like being clothed, not with the old man, but being clothed with a new self. The old and the new. This is my wardrobe, by the way. These are my old clothes over here, because you can see Denise was disgusted at some of the clothes I put out to show you today, but but they... I, I clothes that are oh my old clothes, and, and these are some of my newer clothes over here. We're going to talk about what it is to be clothed with the new. It's not really about the wardrobe. <laughs> some of you don't like green. <laughs> it's really about what is God saying. He's taking us on a journey. He's taking us from here, and he's calling us to go here taking off the old self, putting on the new self. Let's read. Colossians chapter 3. You'll be able to follow it on the screen right now. We're going to move fairly quickly through these first few verses, and then in the middle, we're going to unpack it a little bit more uh, before we finish. So here we go. Colossians chapter 3, 1 to 17. It says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. It's one of those words, some of those imagery coming out there already. So set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So Paul is, is telling us today to, to set our, our hearts on things above. It's so easy for us to, to set our, our, our emotions and our hearts, our desires on things of our world that it actually distracts us from living how God planned us to, to live. And Paul is encouraging us to set our eyes, you know, like the direction of our, our hearts, our feelings, our, our emotions, it, it only takes a, a quick look at Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram to have your emotions get either a bit of anger coming in there, a bit of frustration, a bit of whatever. And, and, and Paul is saying to him, don't, don't, don't set your minds, don't get influenced by the world around you and your emotions because they will direct you, but set your heart on things above. Verse number two, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things Setting is as, as a real direction kind of word, right? He's saying direct your hearts on things from things above. Direct your mind from things. You, you know, like our, our will, our determination, the, things, the places we want to go, the things we want to do, we can get so directed by the things of our, our world. And, and Paul is saying here right now is that Let, let's set your minds on things above, like on the kingdom of heaven, what the word of God says, set your minds on them. it's it's also easy for us to get uh, weighted down and heavy with everything that's going on in our world right now. We we live in the world, but we're not of the world. And Paul is saying to not set our minds on all of these things that comes and goes and the storms that come, but to set our minds on things above, on the kingdom of heaven. Let the things above from God's kingdom direct you and guide you. Verse number three. It says, for you died. There's this word again. What do you mean, I've died? I haven't died. I'm living and breathing. I'm speaking to wonderful people right now. Verse number three says, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And in our second service, you'll notice the sparkle over here. We, we've got our baptizing, some water baptizing, a few people in our second service. And, and in water baptism there, we... We, we, someone will stand in the pool and, and by immersion, they will, uh, some people will help them, they'll go down under the water and, uh, like, and that's the, the picture here is like, like Christ did on the cross for us, like they're dying to the old self and when they raise up, like Christ raised up out of the, uh, from the grave, raising to like a new life. There's some great pictures in here what Paul is trying to say. You are not old anymore. Uh, like, like die to the old self and pick up the new self, like being raised with Christ. Uh, and, and, and what he said, that's a, what, what an incredible picture here, how we can be hidden with Christ. What an amazing, amazing picture uh, that he gives us. And, and see, because the truth is we were once all dead in our sin. That's the picture, of dead in our sin. But Jesus saved us, he redeemed us, he sanctified us, he made us brand new uh, that we could live life with a hope and a future. See, at salvation, the picture, the picture is that the old self has died and the new self has been raised with Christ. Scripture tells us this, is that it's no longer I that lives, but he, Christ, that lives in me. Verse number five, and he, started, he keeps unpacking this, this picture of, uh, of, of dying, of death, and being raised, and, and he tells us in the strongest of words, he says, put to death, like, like an, an action, uh, a pretty intense and pretty serious kind of word. He says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to earthly natures like sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is really idolatry. He's telling us that these things will destroy you. But Jesus come to give us life, and life abundantly. He's encouraging the church right now, put those things to death. It's, it's how strong a language he's trying to say, how important that these things are, that they don't have an influence in our lives. Life. It's pretty full on, pretty full on stuff of what he's saying here, because in verse six, he says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Verse number seven, because you used to walk in these ways. I love that picture. You used to walk in these ways. You, you used to. We used to do this. We used to be in, in bondage there. We used to be in a prison there. You used to uh, do this. He's saying to people in the life you once lived. And, and I think this is like the this is like the part here. This is like the timeout, like the coach on the side of you know. I think it's on baseball, on the American football, they the basketball they go like timeout. They pull this, do this T kind of thing, and it's a timeout. It's like a pause. It's like a stop and i think this is what, what verse 7 is all about you used to walk that way in the life you once lived time out all right everybody come on guys you used to live that way those used to influence you it's time now that we to pause and to reflect and to adjust and to reset put to death Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Pretty full on stuff. Verse 8, he kind of continues on there and, and says, But now you must also rid yourselves. It's another, another pretty strong word there. Rid yourself of, of, of such things like, like anger, of rage, of malice, of slander, and of filthy language from your lips. Like rid yourself of it that that may have been a part of the old self with you, the, the, like the dirty old clothes that, that you just want to throw out, that, are, that may be a part of you. And, and, and if that's crept in over this past season in your life, whatever's going on, it, it's like it's time out, time out, stop, pause, reset. It's time again to rid yourself of those things. He's trying to. Paul is trying to talk to us about the church and the time and the seasons that they were in and everything that was going on. It was. We think that we're living in a really crazy time. Just have a read of a few scriptures from the Old Testament. I think it was even crazier. Some of the things that were going on in that time. But but it's time to pause, and reset, and adjust to rid yourself or rid ourselves of those things. Here's the thing I know about God. Is that he is so loving and generous and merciful. I, I kind of had this picture during the week. You know, sometimes it's like when we bring our stuff to him. And, and why would you carry your sin upon yourself? <laughs> when, when he's given us a great gift, you, can, you know, you can give it to him and he'll forgive us. And, and when we truly repent. I, I think sometimes that like when God, when God is so merciful, so quick to forgive us that like God. Once again, I, one, two, three, four, and God is kind of like, you. Like, what? I don't remember that. He's so quick to forgive when we genuinely come to him as we repent, as we rid ourselves of that stuff. He is faithful and he is just to forgive. Verse number eight, uh, verse number nine, it says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self. Here's our old self. We've taken those off. That's our, that's our old self. The things that we, we take off, uh, the things that we want get, to get rid of, uh, the old self, get this, with its practices, everything old, the way we used to be, uh, we can take that off, and now we, have, we can put on, verse number 10, and have put on the new self, which has been renewed in the knowledge in the image of the Creator. The old and the new. I think sometimes we can, we can kind of live our lives like a little bit of old, a little bit of new, no one else knows, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> and then sometimes we can, where it's all old, there's no new. It's like we have, uh, and we, we all have seasons of life where this seems to like sneak back in and, and creep back in. And, and Paul is, is, is saying, time out, time out, take a pause, reset. This stuff here, they've sneaked back in again. Uh, get rid of them, put, to de- put them to death so they no longer will have an influence over your life. And clothe yourself in the new. Verse 10, and have put on a new self which is being renewed uh, in the knowledge of the image of Christ, uh, the creator. See, the journey of being a Christian is more about following Jesus than behaving more better. Following Jesus is, is not about just following the rules. See, when you follow Jesus, the change that happens is that you become more like him. keep it simple let's follow Jesus because the more we know him we know his heart the more we follow him verse 11 here it is uh, here there is no Gentile or Jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian Scythian slave or free Australian South African <laughs> Irish did I say Australian? <laughs> there is no distinction between ethnicity or colour of skin or language, but Christ is all and is in all. Verse 12. Therefore, now, when ever, here's, here's a little tip for free. Uh, as you look at the Word of God and as you study the Word of God, therefore, whenever you see a therefore, you need to look back uh, a little bit and see why it's therefore. So, every therefore you see is therefore to help you see why the next bit is therefore. Now, is everybody totally lost? Great. Because, in short, <laughs> a therefore a means that you need to read back a little bit because it's important and you need to read and see why it's therefore. Still clear as mud, right? Therefore, verse 12, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, I love that, clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. See, it's here where the old self And the new self become really, really important. See, here Paul is not talking about your your shirts or your jeans. (laughs) He's not talking about your stubby shorts or or a suit. He's talking about our characters, our behaviours, and even the instincts that we have. See what other people see and know you to be, as if they wear our clothes. Do they? Do the work guys know you as the, as the grumpy guy? Or see like the the things that we put on every day to to go to work or in the meetings, and the things that we put on when we're at home, or we're the the frustrated person, or we're we just the the happy, bubbly, over the top person, or we're we the silent person. The things that we put on, see. See, it's really important to clothe yourself with the right things. Dr. Samantha, uh, Samantha Boardman says this about clothes. You see, studies show that clothing can influence your posture, your body language, your motivation, and even your mood. The right outfit can enhance creativity, focus, and even negotiating skills. Clothes certainly impact how other people see you. People make snap judgments about about us based on our appearance, especially when it comes to what we are wearing. But what we wear has meaning beyond what the outside world sees and perceives. It also affects the way that we perceive ourselves. It's not really about clothes today, everybody. (laughs) See, Paul tells us that as God's chosen people, as, as people that are holy and are loved by him, that, that, we, that to have the characteristics and the behaviors of compassion, of kindness, of humility, of gentleness, of patience, it, it, it's who we are to, have, to be clothed with those things. But we have to work at it. It's in our DNA as God's people. It's like our uniform to wear is love of peace, of kindness, of humility, of gentleness. It's like our uniforms as followers of Jesus Christ. It's not malice. It's not anger. It's not filthy lips. He says to clothe ourselves. That was in the past. That was the old stuff. Jesus come and redeemed all of that stuff. He took that stuff all to the second-hand shop or he threw it away, and he's redeemed you. To be clothed differently, like, a uniform, like, like the Jesus uniform. To be clothed. And, and, and Paul is really pressing on this for people because it was so important, because what he has been saying to what is coming next. Uh, new clothes, the the new self is quite important because verse 13, 13, it says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. It's really hard to bear with someone if you're just angry at the world. That person, that person, they did, they said, really hard to do that, really hard to forgive if we always want to take revenge, uh, the offended. It's so easy, I don't know about you, but it just takes me about three seconds to look online, and you can get offended really, really quickly. So if you don't want to get offended, don't look online. <laughs> that, that is a pretty powerful one, that one, I think. <laughs> See, it's hard to be in our old self until Paul sees this thing that's like his trump card. Here's the trump card: forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. But that really hurt. I don't want to. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just put it there. I'll forget about it. I'll, I'll, I'll just hide behind it and. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm there. It's really hard if we're living in the old self to not be offended because on the old self it's like, it's, it's like these dirty old clothes that will just kind of we'll, we'll see everything and we'll feel everything. And, he, and he's telling us, he's saying here, and this is, this is pretty powerful stuff, pretty full-on stuff, that we are to forgive as the, as the church, as the body of Christ, as people who are sold out for Jesus, following Jesus with all our heart and all our life, to forgive as the Lord had forgiven us. And, and really easy to cry out and ask for God for forgiveness for us, and we want everyone to forgive us, really easy. But verse 14. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Love is the key. Love is like the, the dough of the bread that holds everything together. Like it, Love is like the glue that holds and sticks everything together. Love is the key. Once again, really hard to love the unlovely or people that are different to us when we've still got the old clothes on. Easier (laughs) to love the unlovely. Got to be honest, you've still got to work at it with the new clothes on. There's still people that are different to us. Our team lose every now and again, and we get a little bit upset by that. (laughs) People who have struggles in life. It's easier to, to love them when we know that we are forgiven. That as we forgive, as we have been forgiven, as we put on our new clothes of patience, of kindness. Verse 15, love is the key. Verse 15, we're going to come to a close right now. Team, you could start to come up. That would be great. Verse 15, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. So, uh, that, that word rule is, is gives, the, gives the, uh, the impression of like a, I like to put it in like a kingdom sense, like there's a king uh, and maybe there's a, there's a queen or there's, a, there's an authority there and, and it's kind of like the picture of peace, uh, the peace of Christ be a ruler in your life. Like the peace of Christ be an, an authority in your life. I can remember this one time we we really loved the beach and we lived in Maroochydore for a few years and we had a home we were blessed with home we we sold it uh, we had found this amazing uh, amazing piece of land uh, in Maroochydore oh let's get it and we'll sell this and buy this and and, and the night that we as I signed the papers you, you know when you don't have the peace right because you generally you wake up all hours of the night. It's always on your mind. You kind of get this thing in your gut where it's like, ah. And I had that. That I didn't have the peace. I had I had in my own mind, this is a great idea, this is a great decision, you know, you, you could make lots of money off this. This is fantastic, you know, this. But I didn't have the peace of Christ. I let the other peace try to rule my decisions in my life. And, and for the next couple of years, we went on a journey where, where, we, where we couldn't build a house on that. It just it was going to cost too much. It was like one of those kind of bits of land and you've got to, you know, basically have millions of dollars to be able to build on land like that. And so we ended up selling it. It, took, it was like a hard uh, haul for about two years, maybe two and a half years. I learned something powerful about the peace of God and and listening to the peace of Christ because it's like a ruler. It can be like an authority in our lives that will help us and that will guide us. Decisions what to do. It's having the courage to say no because it may sound like a great idea. All the sums might add up. But there's just something. You don't quite have the peace about it. Have the courage to say no or not yet. Verse 16. Verse 16. Last last couple of verses here. And let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Get into the word of God. The word of God uh, for you. Let it speak to you. Let the the message of Christ dwell amongst us, not just in our heads, but in our hearts. You richly, as you teach, admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, (laughs) singing to God with gratitude in our hearts. Let the Word of God speak to you. Let it live and dwell amongst you. Verse 17, coming to an end. Uh, And whatever you do, uh, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Father, or of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God through the, the Father through Him. This past week, this past week, we've seen a historic change in the monarchy. Uh, there's been a transition from a queen to a king. Speeches have been written, instructions have been, have been given, orders have been actioned and carried out in the name of the new king. There's been a change on the throne. We're on the journey. Where are you on the journey of old self and new self? Are you working on some of the old clothes? Because I believe it's time for a transition in your life. It's it's time for a transition in our life. It's time for a change on the throne of our lives. See, the Bible tells us that the answer to that question is, is it time for a transition to happen or not, to go from old to a new? The Bible tells us this, uh, it's a complete and 127,000% yes. Today is the day of our salvation. Today is the day of your salvation. Why don't we close our eyes right now? We're going to come to a close very, very quickly, very shortly now. There's a bit of a challenge today on who's on the throne of your life. Which handbook are you following in life? Are you still stuck in the old self or the new self? Have you transitioned to the new self? Maybe you're struggling to get rid of some things. I believe today that as you respond in your heart and just in your seat right now, I'm, I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to pray just generally right across this place. And, and today, if, if if that word is spoken to your heart, I just want you to you just respond to God in your heart right, right here, right now. Father, I thank you for these incredible people here today. Lord, I thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. Lord, I, I pray today, Father God, that we'll be challenged by that question, Father of the old about getting rid of the old and taking on the new you have for us about taking on and putting off the old clothes and putting on the new clothes Father I praise you and I thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace for us Lord I pray for healing for for your instruction for your wisdom heart today, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. So every eye is still closed and every head is bowed in. Maybe you're here and and this is maybe this is your first time in church or you'd say, "Daryl, I'm not really a church person, but there's something about this message or this word that is spoken into your heart and into your life. Today is the day of salvation. And right now, if you're here and I'd like to give an opportunity and, and invite people to to say yes to Jesus, to give your life to Him, to become a follower of Jesus Mm Christ. It's the greatest and best decision that you can ever, ever do. It's really simple. What I'm going to do, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. If that's you here today, I want you to pray just silently in your heart after me. If you would like to say yes to Jesus, pray this. Pray, dear God, today, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. I choose to follow you. Thank you that you love me.